Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 108 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. The show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. There were no big games out last week during E3 week, but the games coming out this week include Discolored, Galaxy Champions TV, Wingspan, Alex Kidd and Miracle World DX, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance, Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, the official video game, Fallen Knight, Empire of Angels 4, Bitmaster, The Dungeon of Book, The Amulet of Chaos, Beefence, Be Mastered, Farm for Your Life, and Scarlet Nexus. Before we get into the seven news stories this week, I wanted to put a precursor out there as there's not direct links to news stories in our show, but the Xbox Game Showcase Extended did occur this week. I thought it was a pretty good show, it was very insightful, and we got to spend some time with the developers, specifically with Playground Games on Forza Horizon 5, Ninja Theory on Senua's Saga Hellblade 2, Double Fine on Psychonauts 2, The Anacrusis, Stalker 2, A Plague Tale Innocence, Age of Empires 4, Battlefield 2042, Sea of Thieves, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Hades, Some ID at Xbox Games, Digging Deeper with Grounded's update, Hitting the Slopes with Shredder, and a Halo Infinite multiplayer deep dive, followed by a last gameplay deep dive on Scarlet Nexus. Go check out the show, it's almost two hours, but worth it. Now onto the seven news stories we have this week, and number one, here's everything we know about Halo Infinite's free multiplayer. Tom Warren at The Verge writes, 343 Industries gave us a first glimpse at Halo Infinite's free multiplayer mode yesterday, and now we're getting even more information on how the weapons, armor, and sandbox experience will work. Halo Infinite is launching on Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PC later this year, allowing friends to play the free multiplayer mode across multiple platforms using crossplay and cross-progression. The free multiplayer mode will also include a battle pass that never expires after you've purchased it. We don't know how much the battle pass will cost yet, but Halo Infinite players will be able to purchase old season passes and choose which battle pass to focus progression towards. 343 Industries is leaning heavily into armor, weapon, and vehicle customizations without random loot or loot boxes. The battle pass will provide armor and presumably more, and Halo Infinite players will also be able to play and earn customizations that even include customizing a character's voice or adding prosthetics. Armor Quote, there will be millions of customization combinations for Spartans on the battlefield, end quote, explains Ryan Paradis, a live design director at 343 Industries. Armor customizations will include different coatings, emblems, effects, and all the typical armor pieces like your shoulders, gloves, knee pads, helmet, and visor. Weapons will also include a variety of customizations, and even vehicles will get customization options too. Players will be able to customize each item in-game or through the Halo Waypoint website and mobile app. A lot of customizations are unlocked through playing the game, and only through playing. All the customizations are purely cosmetic, and each season will introduce new looks that players can collect. 343 Industries hasn't revealed whether different sets of armor will have different sets of power. Weapons Classic Halo weapons are returning, including an assault rifle, battle rifle, gravity hammer, needler, plasma pistol, and even sticky plasma grenades. There will be a variety of heavy weapons, with one demonstrated in the trailer that can take out vehicles. Dual wielding won't be supported at launch, but 343 Industries isn't ruling it out entirely. 343 Industries revealed how combat works in Halo Infinite, equipment is returning with Halo Infinite, and you can use new grappling hook for tactical play and combine it with other equipment to complete objectives. 
The grappling hook can also be used for mobility to move quickly around a map or to grab weapons and throwable objects. Other players can also pick up items like your overshield during play and even choose when to use them instead of instant activation. Vehicles. Vehicles are a big part of the battle arena in Halo Infinite. A new Razorback vehicle can carry additional weapons at the rear and it's designed to be a cousin to the classic Warthog. The Warthog will be available in Halo Infinite and it's part of a number of vehicles that will be delivered by Pelicans instead of spawning at bases. Weapon pods like the Halo 2 days will also drop during combat for resupplies. Using a vehicle will come at a risk though. A Warthog's wheels can be blown off from damage and vehicles catch fire after a certain damage threshold. That means you have to choose when to ditch a vehicle wisely. Academy and Training If you're new to Halo, there's even an Academy mode to let people get used to the look, feel, and terminology of the game. Halo Infinite is using bots in a separate training and tutorial area, with a variety of difficulty levels so they can also be used as training partners. This area is separate map to the environments we've seen in the trailers. It's not clear how many maps will be available in Halo Infinite yet, but we've seen both outdoor and indoor maps that offer the variety of close combat or distance and vehicle usage. As Halo Infinite is launching simultaneously in PC and Xbox, crossplay and cross-progression will be included at launch. On Series X, the arena mode will support up to 120 frames per second. And on the PC side, there will be support for ultra-wide monitors, triple keybinds, advanced graphics options, and other customizations. 343 Industries hasn't provided a deep dive on how it plans to balance cross-play controller versus mouse and keyboard, but there will be input-based matchmaking for the ranked parts of the game. The studio also committed to a server-side anti-cheat system, which includes spotting hackers based on their behavior in the game. A technical preview will be available later this summer, and you can sign up to the Halo Waypoint site for chance to get access. Go watch this deep dive video, it's about 12 minutes long, and it really gets me excited for Halo multiplayer. I've never been truly into the game, but Halo 2 was the first game I ever played on Xbox Live on the OG Xbox. It just looks like some real good dumb fun playing in the same box and getting all your friends together for some Halo multiplayer action. Number 2. Microsoft will bring Xbox Series X and S exclusives to Xbox One via Cloud Gaming. Taylor Lyles and IGN writes, Microsoft has announced that it intends on expanding the Xbox One lifespan by implementing its cloud gaming service onto consoles, meaning you will soon be able to use Microsoft's 8th gen console to play Series X and S games. Quote, for the millions of people who play on Xbox One consoles today, we are looking forward to sharing more about how we will bring many of these next gen games, such as Microsoft Flight Simulator, to your console through Xbox Cloud Gaming, just like we will do with mobile devices, tablets, and browsers, end quote, Xbox Wire as Will Tuttle said in the post. The announcement of Microsoft leveraging its Xbox Cloud Gaming services provides more options for people to play Xbox's titles. This would, in theory, allow Xbox One owners to play the upcoming 2022 releases like Starfield and Redfall, both of which are Series X and S console exclusives, on their nearly 8-year-old console. I think this is such an added cool feature that Xbox is trying to bring to old consoles. It makes so much sense if we're already playing with Cloud Gaming and allowing this on a mobile device, why not an Xbox One? Number 3, Microsoft's Xbox Design Lab returns for Xbox Series X custom controllers. Tom Warren at The Verge writes, Microsoft is bringing in its Xbox Design Lab back for Xbox Series X controllers. Originally launched in 2016, the Xbox Design Lab allows Xbox owners to create personalized Xbox controllers. Microsoft is bringing the program back for the next-gen Series X controllers after putting it on hold just ahead of the Series X launch last year. Custom controllers will be available in the US, Canada, and most European countries today, Priced at $69.99 with millions of colors combinations, just like before you can customize colors in pretty much every part of the controller, including bumpers, thumbsticks, the d-pad, and options for buttons, engraving is also available for an extra $9.99. 
I gotta say, this is one of the coolest additions that Xbox has made in the past couple years, and it's so nice to have it back. While I would absolutely love to customize some of my controllers, I am just too spoiled now by the Series 2 Elite controller. There's no going back. I need the paddles, so I'll envy and all the customization options that you guys get to enjoy and ship to your house for what I feel like is a reasonable price at $69.99. Number 4. Rare's Everwild Reportedly Rebooted Matt Kim at IGN writes, Microsoft and Bethesda's joint E3 press conference featured some highly anticipated reveals, Starfield and some big surprises Redfall, but there were also some notable absences, one of which was Rare's Everwild which according to a new report is undergoing a complete reboot. Video Games Chronicle says that the reason for Rare's Everwild absence from this E3 was because the game is being completely rebooted and is now targeting a 2024 release. Citing sources, development on Everwild has been restarted from scratch following a change in leadership. The changes began when creative director Simon Woodruff left Rare in 2020. Rare then tapped Greg Mails, a veteran designer at Rare who has worked on games like Donkey Kong Country, Banjo-Kazooie, Viva Pinata, and Sea of Thieves to oversee Everwild. This appointment was confirmed by Rare executive producer Luis O'Connor who says, quote, Greg Mails joined us late last year as creative director and then the team has never been stronger. Since showing the world our internals trailer, we've been making progress on all aspects of Everwild, end quote. Everwild was apparently being prototyped as early as 2014, meaning a 2024 launch would mark a decade in development for the game. Honestly, this doesn't surprise me and I'm glad they're taking time to completely reboot development. From the multiple trailers that we've seen, we don't have any idea what this game even is. Seems like they really needed a fresh start, take all the time, see if Thieves is doing mighty well for Rare so they are good. Number 5, Back for Blood party leaders can share paid DLC with squad members. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Developer Turtle Rock Studio says it won't split Back 4 Blood's player base with post-launch DLC by revealing that all players in a party will have access to paid DLC, providing the party leader owns it. The developer announced in a blog post that in PvE, quote, if your party leader owns a paid content drop, you will be able to play that content with them, end quote, without having to purchase it yourself. This includes map, gameplay, and campaign. Quote, no separation, no exclusion, no split, end quote, says Turtle Rock. In PvP, all premium content can be unlocked for free, all players can earn new playable characters and ridden in PvP for free through progression, or decide to skip the legwork and purchase it. Players will also have access to the same cards at the start of each map, regardless of whether they bought add-ons or not. This is such a cool story and I wish more developers and games would do this, it's really cool, don't split the player base, it only causes trouble for these big online games. Number 6, Battlefield 2042 will use AI bots to fill multiplayer matches and allow co-op or solo play. Matt Perslow at IGN writes, Battlefield 2042 will fill the empty spots of 128 player matches with AI bots allowing for full player matches even if lobbies are not filled. These bots can also help facilitate playing Battlefield 2042 as a co-op or solo player game. As revealed in an update to the Battlefield Briefing EA Answers page, AI Soldiers is a new bot system being added to Battlefield 2042. Quote, also new is the introduction of AI soldiers, artificial intelligence, to the series. As a multiplayer-only experience, it's important for us to let you play Battlefield 2042 when and how you want, end quote. AI soldiers will ensure matches are filled with 128 players, but they are used for other purposes too. Despite being a multiplayer game, these bots also help transform Battlefield 2042 into a co-op or single-player game. In Conquest and Breakthrough modes, players can opt for a co-op experience, that allows you to play together with friends against AI soldiers, or even a solo version for those playing alone. If you wish to perfect your skills for multiplayer, you can even play against AI soldiers, reveals the blog. Now while I think this is cool to fill the matches, it is kind of interesting to see how this is going to play. 
It's quite a different feeling in these multiplayer games when there's other AI bots running around mixed in with player-controlled people. Titanfall has been notorious for this, and it provides a really different feeling. It's going to be interesting to see how Battlefield feels given the 128 player matches with some AI bots running around. I do think it's good that they're giving some people who want to play alone more options. I'm going to be intrigued to get my hands on it myself. I cannot wait to play this game day one. And number seven, A Plague Tale Innocence is getting optimized for Series X and S. Stephanie Nunnally at VG247 writes, A Plague Tale Innocence is getting enhanced for Series X and S and the optimization will be available in July. Asobo Studio and Focus Home Interactive have announced that A Plague Tale Innocence will come to the Series X and S on July 6th. The enhanced version will feature 4K Ultra HD only on the Series X, 60 frames per second, and 3D audio support. The upgrade is free for Xbox One owners of the game. I really want to highlight the story as I love the first couple hours of this game that I played, but something just pulled me away. The new trailer for the game next year looks great, and I love these more focused story games. Definitely going to give it a shot and restart my playthrough on July 6th. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is about the other MMO that the Elder Scrolls Online directors almost made. Credit to Brian Barnett at IGN. ESO director almost made a Fallout MMO before ZeniMax acquired the IP. Matt Furrer's connection to ZeniMax and Elder Scrolls is well documented, but the veteran developer also has a fascinating history with the Fallout series that reaches back to the time before ZeniMax acquired the property. In the interview show IGN and Filter with Ryan McCaffrey, the director Matt Fuhrer sat down and discussed and said the following, quote, another funny story that I don't know that I've ever told publicly is that in the year I took a break after the mythic buyout, I'm obsessed with Fallout, even today. It is my favorite, well second favorite, I guess to Elder Scrolls. But I love Fallout, I still play Fallout 1 probably every other year, at least once and all the way through. In the year in between, I actually tried to get the rights to Fallout to make a Fallout MMO, end quote. Really cool to think about what almost could have been. I'm just personally not an Elder Scrolls fan, I lean towards Fallout, and Fallout 3 is one of the games that got me into western role-playing games, and it would have been so cool to see what they could have done with a Fallout MMO. I guess we have Fallout 76, but it just doesn't get me intrigued. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. Since E3, I haven't really had much time to game this week during work, but I'm excited to try out some of those demo games in the Xbox Demo Fest following E3, specifically The Lake and Tunic. My name is Brian Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Brozo93. I hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.